The Courage to Grow is business. The Big Small Business Show made possible by MTN Business, a new world of business. And by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Lead your industry with a responsible partner. Partner with the CASA today. Hello and welcome to the Big Small Business Show. On the show, we support entrepreneurs in various stages of their entrepreneurial journey, whether they've just come up with the idea this morning in the shower or they are battling to get to the next part of uh, their incredible uh, journey as an entrepreneur. Now, this is uh, our panel section where, where we assist uh, small businesses with issues that they might be having uh, on their journey. Uh, with me in studio, and I'm not going to. I'm actually going to start off with you t- today. Is our marketing guru, who's uh, in her leopard outfit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously, a sign she might be aggressive today uh, is Mona Lisa Sam, who is our marketing guru. And speaking about aggression, we have Kumaran Padiachi, who is our. Don't give me that look. Don't be aggressive. Okay. I'll sort you out. <laughs> <laughs> he, of course, is our, uh, what are you? The finance guru, the finance guru. He can add, subtract, Don't put multiply, labels. <laughs> and do all sorts of things like that. Very clever guy. Now, our guests in studio today are Jan and uh, his son, Komotso Mumunyani from M- Mumunyani Construction. This family business, founded in the year 2000, offers solutions in anything and everything that involves bricks, whether it's uh, building malls, townhouses, renovating buildings in a, in a zoo or refurbishing restaurants. Let's have a look. Mamunyane Construction is a company that provides concrete fabrication, including commercial and residential foundations, building of houses and malls, repairs as well as renovations. The company also creates house slabs and driveways for residential, trailer path foundations and other building work. After being retrenched from his previous job, the founder of the company, Jan Mamonyane, took it upon himself to start his own construction company. He recognized the need to keep taking steps to develop a comprehensive infrastructure designed to make it not just a company with a safety policy, but also a safe company. My entire life, in terms of working, it has been in construction. And then, even though I wasn't on my own business, but I, I, I was more familiar in terms of what is going on in construction and then able to, to read the plan and everything in terms of how the building is all in about. There were some challenges whereby sometimes we run out of projects, but uh, when we get projects back and then people always prefer to come back even when they're working for other people. The company was founded in March 2000, making turnover of over 6.5 million rand in the last financial year with a permanent staff complement of 8 and 30 casuals on site. My dad, I would say, he's a very good leader, first of all, very creative and very visionary. The immediate thing I learned about my father is that he's, he's all about idea meritocracy. Basically, the best idea wins. If you really have something that you want to do, he'll back you and you can just do that. All you have to do is you have to back it up with hard work. You have to be um, really serious about doing it. And then he'll just let you do it. When I came here, it was like, at first it was difficult. I, like, I was so confused. <laughs> I had to learn a lot. 
but my experience here has been wonderful. Right now, we on, I mean, this, our CIDB grading is on five. So I would like to see us go on nine <laughs> and things like that and do more works. Manyani Construction, we've done a lot of work with them. We've done three developments with them and we will use him again as soon as our next property comes up for development. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure working with him, not having him work for me. He's honest, his um, timekeeping is great, he's, uh, he's on budget, his wastage is minimal, uh, he's got great foremans that uh, work for him that I can interact with easily and comfortably. With the objective to operate nationally with most members being from historically disadvantaged communities, Mamunyani Construction also seeks to expand their client base, receiving more big corporate projects to work on. I would like to, to see Mamunyani Construction uh, being graded at 9 uh, CIDB, whereby there's no limit, there's no longer a limit for the company in terms of any work that we, we would like to commit on in terms of tenders and all in that, but more in, in private. We would like to engage more in private because we think that's where we can utilize the space there, uh, compete with the sharks out there. Jan Khomoto, welcome. Thank you very much. Very, very impressive uh, journey that uh, you've gone on so far. Now, uh, just, just to be clear now, C the CIDB rating, for those of you don't, who don't know, a nine is one of the big companies on CIDB level nine, right? And one is a new entrant, and every, every level has got a certain limit in terms of the size of the contract project you, project you can do. So yes. just let, let's explain to, to the viewers, at level five, what does that mean in terms of what is the size of the projects? Um, and, and how do you get to a level six? Okay, level five, it means that uh, as is categorized by CIDB, you can do a project up to uh, 6.5 million. Okay, so your revenue they spoke about in the, in the insert was at 6.5 million. Does that mean that you've done one project in the, in the past year or have you done multiple projects at smaller uh, revenues? We have done a project uh, up to 18 million, but uh, on, on grading, we are 5GB PE, meaning that we can, we are on a category of 6.5 million. So we are still on a process of uh, upgrading to what we have done previously, recently. To, to, a, 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 set, uh, to a six? We'll now be going to six years. Uh, to a six, okay. Um, I want to understand the structure. You spoke about eight people in the business, a permanent business, uh, permanently in the business, right? And 30 people on site. That was the numbers. Could you just give me a sense of the organogram? There's you, okay? Your role, I, I'm guessing, is CEO or MD of the business? Yes. Right. Uh, just could you just give me the, the, the structure of the business? Okay, it's me as a CEO, and then we've got a project manager. Right. And then we've got a a, a team of uh, the office administration. Yes. There's uh, two ladies there. Right. With uh, one senior manager there. Right. And then we've got a, a, a three drivers. Okay. On 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 on, on sides, and then we've got a a, a four side foremans. 
Okay. So nowhere in that structure have you got anyone who is dedicated to sales? Apparently, we are um, with the office. Uh, we are the one doing that, not who? specifically. You? you? Who does the sales? Who gets the sales? Who goes out and looks for business? It's me. It's you? Yes. Okay. And what's, uh, what's your role? So what I'm being groomed for is to basically manage, help ma with managing and creating the systems and processes to help us grow the business. And one of the key things I want to focus on is the sales and getting the sales from the private yeah. sector. Because traditionally we've been getting sales from tendering. Huh. So now we want to diversify into the so private sector. So for the audience, the question to us is that you'd like to shift from public sector to commercial projects. Yeah. Is it an entire shift or is it a complementary? What's your intention? It's to add to what we have. Add. Okay. Okay. Melissa, questions from you? So obviously, I mean, I mean, um, not to use the word obviously. I would, I would imagine that in the current um, way of procuring work, um, it's it's straight from um, you know what tenders are available. You don't necessarily interact with um, the clients that you are prospecting in order to sell your prospects and sell your businesses. How how does that? Because uh, I know there's limitations in terms of how you sell yourself to the public sector. Yeah, you see, in tenders, you, it's not much that you do in terms of selling yourself, but you just comply with the tender requirements. Okay. Right. That's where the difference is. Okay. Yeah. We've got to take a break now, but uh, after the break, we'll continue with more questions for Jan and Komoso. Welcome back. Now, our guests in studio today are Jan and Komoto from Momanyane Construction. They offer total solutions in the construction industry, specializing in brickwork. Before the break, we were discussing uh, the structure of the business and where business comes from, and Kumaran was asking also what the intention is in terms of where they want to strategically move the business, and that was from the public sector to the private sector. Let me just kick off and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, Manalisa, to, to uh, uh, carry on after this. The, I, I'm a little confused because in the insert, you had some, was that individual or that uh, the client there, was that from the p private sector or the public sector? It is from private. Private sector. Yes. And how did you get him as a client? It was through, not referral, but what happened is brother. Yes. Uh, he saw us building a house in Binoni, and then his, his house was built just uh, next to that house. So he was, he, he was more impressed on how the time frame and then even the quality of our work. And then he, at some stage, got my number from my workers, yes. and then he called me. He was about to build uh, 16 units in, in Clover Park. Okay. And he, uh, he approached me, he called me, we set up a, me uh, a, meet, a meeting, and then he explained to me with the plans that he has and the plan for building those uh, 16 units there. And then I gave a quotation which he 
we tend to agree on to it and then we did a project for them. That was the first project which I did okay. for them. I, I, I did say the next one, but I have to sneak one <laughs> in. On average, every year, how many projects are you doing? One, two, five projects a year. How many in total number of projects? Not the value, the actual number of projects in a year. Average, last three years. The last uh, three years, is, it was not quite good, but uh, yeah, we, I will estimate two or three. Two or three a year? Yeah. Okay. Now, you go. <laughs> Sorry. <There> go. <laughs> I don't know if this question, I, I think it's more for Homoto, but I know you're currently being groomed. Um, you know, it's always good to come from the outside in. Obviously, you have a personal relationship with your dad. But have you been able to identify within the current uh, structure and the current, because um, you're saying you're needing to build systems so that you can attract new clients. Have you been able to attract, um, I mean, identify what sets your, your, your family business apart because it's a very competitive space. Definitely. Um, I'd say by, by far it's the quality of service. As you stated, the way we've gotten one of our major private clients was through quality of service and the speed at which we can do that service. And now what we can also keep quality workers because um, my dad is really a good leader in terms of how he treats his workers as well. So those three things really uh, break us apart from the rest. And then in your view, because Alain would, you would say that 10 other businesses would say the exact same thing, that they also specialize in quality of service. Now, what is that differentiator that you need to identify or have identified that becomes a proposition to the private sector? So what our private clients are really concerned about is the quality of service and their budget. Mm. So if we can keep our work under budget and we do it quickly, that really reduces the budget and now we can also improve of the quality of, of our service as well. Me coming into the business as well for the next year is to now get my dad to work more with what he's good at. The experience comes there with getting the quality in and doing uh, the projects quicker. You know, we've seen this before where business uh, uh, in that chair wants to change target market or add target market. It sounds simple, but it's not necessarily so. So I want to concentrate my comments and questions in the next part of the session on that. Don't summarize, come on. Don't summarize, huh? Okay, I won't. <laughs> Let me frame this as a question. <laughs> tenders, are you meaning public sector tenders or also corporate tenders? Both. Both. Have you won any uh, corporate tenders? Yes. Uh, when we were doing Zoom in Pretoria, it was through tender. Hmm. So if I leave out the tenders for a moment and say you want to add on by the corporate side or the commercial side, let's call it, mm -hmm. is it residential? Is it corporate? Is it out mass? Out, well, what aspect? Because it's also, you know, private That's sector is different, right? Yes. So residential is different. Tell me, have you got any thoughts on that? It's more on the commercial side, so now the building of warehouses, um, um, office blocks, and the, the likes of those buildings. And it is in your mind, is the high activity at the moment in new, smaller commercial and industrial construction? Yes, so what, what's currently happening is, especially if you drive down this way to Johannesburg from Pretoria, you will see that there's a lot of um, office parks being built, uh, you see a lot of parkings as well being built. So that's a space that we could enter into as well. And so you go about getting a tender in a particular way, right? You check the websites, check the newspapers, it's reactive a little bit, check does it fit me, you apply. Yes. In your mind, what would be different 
in shifting to adding on the commercial side? Is there a difference? And what is it? So, so the big problem is that the information we don't really have. What, what we know as far as that there's a lot of relationship management. Mm -hmm. uh, so through that, that's where we, how we can get exposed to clients that are actually building these properties. But as it stands, we, we don't know how to enter into that market. Right. Okay. All right. Any more questions before we go to summaries? I think I'm good. You're good. Okay. Well, you're good. Yes. Well done for not summarizing. Uh, we have to take a break now. We'll be right back with our summary straight after this. And we're going to start with you, Kumaran. Welcome back. Now, our guests in studio today are Jan and Komotso from uh, Mamonyane Construction. They offer total solutions in the construction in industry, specializing in brickwork. Now, before the break, we were discussing uh, what Manelisa, I think, was angling in on was the differentiator, what uh, differentiates them in the market. Kumaran uh, was going down a slightly different route in terms of whether it's wise uh, to. Uh, look at a different strategy and if they go for a different sector what would the uh, competencies required be? Yes, so often we as entrepreneurs, all of us, the proverbial we, think that what we do, the what of the business defines our approach and our methodology. For me it's more about the who we do it for. I've said this before that defines it, right? So you may say well I'm in construction, I'm doing it for public sector and now I'm doing it for commercial, there's nothing fundamentally changing. And I'm saying because the who changes from a tender public sector type of thing to a commercial, it is a fundamental change. It's almost like you're going from construction into making tea, right? So don't be confused to say, well, I'm still doing construction, there's nothing changing in the business. It's because the way you approach and, and the way you market and the way you're going to price and the way you're going to brand and position yourself to a commercial market is 180 degrees different from how you would do so for the public sector. Don't underestimate that. I'm using a very crude example here to prove my point. You know when uh, uh, Bruce Jenner changes to Caitlin, it wasn't just a name change. There's something else fundamentally that changed down there, right? <laughs> so. Likewise, this is a fundamental change. It's more than just a target market uh, switch. And so there's a kind of a studying up and a new learning process around that. It's, 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 a, it's the, probably going to be the biggest shift in your business, whether it's right or not. But that's, don't underestimate that. That's a good summary. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, latching on to what Kumaran is saying, maybe I should direct this, I mean, to both of you, but especially you, Homoto, coming in. Just imagine yourself in a room of your ideal clients in the private sector, all of the ones that you've envisioned, all of the ones that you imagine yourself working for. It sounds a little bit uh, artistic, but 
Now think about what is it that is going to make you stand out? Because you mentioned a very important word, relationship management, which is not a specialization you would need to build or have in the public sector. It's all criteria and, and all of that. Now imagine yourself in that room and what it is that you need to say. What is it that you're going to say that is going to stand out and keep their interest and say, I want to work with this business. This is the business that I, I want to be associated with. All of the things that you spoke about, quality of service, and those things are already, it's, it's a must-have. So there's no, they can't deviate from that. But what is it that is, that is so important to your business that you're already doing or you want to do that you're going to sell to stand out in that room full of uh, potential and, mind you, other competitors like yourself in the same room. So that's, I, I really encourage you to think in that way. Because I think what the, the, the core public world or public sector just narrows our thinking and doesn't allow us to be creative and, and really identify what differentiates our businesses. So that would be my summary for you. Yeah, from, from our point of view, I also dovetail into to both my colleagues here. You know, when I started off the, the question around the organogram, mm. what I was really asking is, like, how serious are you about doing this? Because your organogram, to me, tells, uh, says a lot about uh, form follows function. You know, they both talk to each other. So if you're saying that I want to go and get sales in, in, a, in, in a new place, in a new area, my question is, like, where does that live in how you design your business? And it's not there. It's not there. For it to reside within one function of what you do is, is not strong enough, in my opinion, to be proactive enough. So th the thing where I would go is in terms of the design, I would create a, a function which is sales. You can sit in that sales function as, a, as the same person who sits in a CEO. But the moment you mentally you pull out your organogram to say there is somebody in this business who is in charge of going out and hunting business. And for now, I'm a surrogate. I am in that role for now, but I do that. Then it changes the, the, the way you think about your business because then it's a proactive business that goes out there. So even, you know, it's just as subtle as that as when I ask you, give me the organogram. Mm. You should have said, my head of sales is me, okay? Mm. And that's it's as subtle as that, even though you're doing it in the CEO role. The, th the second thing which I, I, I don't like, in, in the introduction when I introduced you, I spoke about you do all things bricks. And to me that is something, you know, I get why small businesses try to generalize because there's a sense of, you know, the more fishing rods I have out there, the more fish I will catch. I couldn't think of anything more opposite, more counterintuitive than that. In real life, the more specialized you are, the more fish you, you catch. So I would now go from a, coming into this proactive um, mindset. I'm now I've got a sales. I'm looking for uh, the, the, the segment. And within that segment, what is the growth segment within that segment that I want to target and I have a core competency? Then it's literally going on and doing the research, hunting down the top 50 names or 100 names of companies that are doing that kind of stuff, and getting on the phone and calling and going after it. So the moment you say, I do all things, well then, you know, what do you do? What do you specialize in? If it is in, I, I, don't, even, I don't know the construction industry well enough. If it is in um, multi-story buildings, I'm just making that, we specialize in multi-story buildings. We're good at slabs, and then, then go after that. 
Uh, it's being about more. It's be, being about being more proactive and and deliberate around mm. what you want. And that comes to design, who you target, why you're targeting that person. And I would listen very carefully to the advice of my colleagues here because exactly what they're saying dovetails into that. It changes the nature of how you, uh, what your website looks like, what your marketing looks like, and everything else. Well, that's it for today's show. On the our version of the show this week, I'm joined by Dr. Nick Erbel, CEO of Reciprocation Marketing Academy. And our topic of discussion is how you as a leader could and should grow unity. This is followed by an interview with uh, Fikile Khobe and uh, Arno van Helden from Standard Bank, as well as Mandisa and Tloko from MTN Business. And we're going to discuss the MTN App of the Year Awards. Until next time, from all of us, it's goodbye. And remember, if you think it, write it down and make it a reality. As quick as possible and keeping the, the budget down. And the quicker you do the work, the less you spend on the project itself. So that will um, definitely make our clients happy. We're going to have to cut that anyway. <laughs> okay, okay. I've never had First that. time in so history. So <laughs> that was on the <laughs> Tell what do we do, Marina? Do we just carry on? Yeah, we. That's what you said. Okay. But now you get up because I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 he carried on. I was like, okay, I don't know. Uh, I apologize. <laughs>